Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. Sam Nagin, welcome to the Share Chair Podcast. So thanks for having me. <laughs> Glad you're here. And yeah. Kate, welcome. When you think about learning, Sam, yeah. what is learning at its best for you? Oh, for me... You see, when I think about learning at its best, I honestly don't think about school. I think about my photography. And when I think about that, it's best when I'm figuring it out by myself. Not necessarily like that I can't learn from other people. I learn all the time from other people. But when I'm out in the field actually doing stuff, and then when I go back and review my work, and I learn like what I'm, like, I kind of take a step back. Because a lot of times when I'm in it, I'm going so fast that I'm on autopilot. But then when I take a step back and I look back at what I was thinking of and like critique it that way and like, oh, I could have done this or I could have done that, that's where I think I learn the best. So just kind of learning through play? Yeah, learning through experience, learning, yeah, like you said, through playing. And also like that way when you're doing it yourself, instead of just like memorizing vocab or something like that, like when you're interacting with a subject for me, I was talking about photography, but it could be bio or something like that. When you're interacting with it and then going back to it later and thinking about it, I think that's when it sticks because that's when it becomes autopilot for me because, like I said, when I'm in the field, I'm in autopilot, but it doesn't become autopilot until I learn it mm-hmm. a certain way when I'm looking back at it. What's your favorite thing to shoot? Portraits, landscape? I mean, looking at your Instagram, mostly landscape, but, like, uh, what about... No, mountains. Mountains. Uh, mountains, I recently went out southwest, and that's not necessarily mountains, but rock structure. It's very, uh, it's so big. It's so vast. It's so yeah. big, and so, like, the grandeur is so up in your face. And for me, it's kind of like a way to process that and to, like, pick out what I think is so special about that place or that moment. And find that and accentuate it and I think that's why I really like it and also I'm sure I'm so used to shooting the beach and the pier that like some of the wonder is not necessarily like dissolved because I still do it all the time but when I shoot something different especially like mountains they're so big you know like that's I like I like that that you know there's so many ways you can go with it and you can really make it your own do you ever not take pictures do you ever just stare at the mountains oh usually so I used to just take pictures and I would find I'd be like I don't really remember that moment so now I I never don't take pictures just because I love it but I do take moments to put down my camera I force myself to just like watch and experience because I would be like there's pictures here but there's no memory here there's only through the through the viewfinder so we've been talking about the present you know, photography. Yeah. When did all this start? That's actually kind of a interesting story. I was up in my cottage Labor Day before seventh grade, and my friend had brought up her, you know, intro-level DSLR, which is like what people would think of as like a camera camera. And uh, I just picked it up, and I remember just taking pictures of the fire, and like I was immediately hooked, just like automatically hooked. And I was like, I'm going to buy one of these, which I'm, I'm kind of an impulsive person. So like my parents were like, do you really, do you really want to buy one of these? And I was like, yes, I want to buy one of these and put everything I have into it. And they were like, 
Okay. Because, uh-huh. you know, it was even the lower end cameras, it was like $600. Yeah. So I saved up my money and I bought it. And I just never looked back. And it, it was one of the, mo- one of the t- looking back, one of the stupidest decisions I've ever made, but by far the best decision I've ever made. <laughs> Present, past, future. I mean, I mean... I think you, you go to an economist and they're going to tell you, well, it's a little challenging to make money. I mean, right. Oh, yeah. So if you value uh, a standard of living, making money as a photographer is hard. Of course, I have different views than, I mean, we all have different views of mm-hmm. what good living is. So maybe you don't care about that. Yeah. But do you see this as your living? Do you see this as your hobby? Is it too young? Are you too young to know? I mean, what's the future of all this? No, I've uh, I've known for a long time now that this is what I wanted to do with my life, and uh, it's it's really hard to make a living as a photographer. But if you do it right, you don't really need to make a living as a photographer, because at least the way I want to do it, I want to be a travel landscape action photographer. So if I had money, I would be traveling to take pictures. But if I'm getting paid to travel to take pictures, I don't need money, is the way I see it. Like, I could have a billion dollars and I'd be doing the exact same thing as I would be doing for my job. But if I'm doing it for my job, I will be collaborating with other artists, you know, companies that I care about, making a difference in a way that I don't think I could do with just money. You know, Mm -hmm. and also money's not really the most important thing to me. And once you reach a certain level in the photography world, it's, it's kind of like a snowball effect, like you're poor, you're poor, you're poor, you're poor, and then all of a sudden you're really, really rich because once your name is a brand and you're big enough as a photographer to do something like that, then money's no problem. Then you're deciding yep. what jobs you want to do. Yeah. And it's just like getting to that point. Have you run into, I mean, have you come up to or spoken with or emailed um have you sought out a mentor a mentor yeah. actually okay so it, ben moon uh, i'm not sure if you're familiar with the name he he grew up in grand haven michigan and he worked at the earth's edge for uh, carl tucker who's okay. a family friend of ours and carl introduced me to ben who was like one of my heroes before i even knew he grew up here mm-hmm. which was really really cool and uh, so we, we kind of talk on Instagram, like he follows me, which is like the coolest, coolest thing for me. And he doesn't just like, he doesn't just like hit the follow button. Like he likes my photos, but only if he actually likes them. Okay. Like only if he like, you know, he likes like every, like every three or whatever. So I know he's not just like, you know, hitting the like button. And he like watches my stories and he'll like respond to them, which to me is just like the coolest thing in the world. And he's just an amazing photographer, an amazing guy. And he's friends with a guy named Chris Burkhardt and he's, Oh, really? Yeah, Kate knows him because yeah. I've talked to Kate about him. I really just, man, his, his work is, is what kind of elevated photography for me and at least pushed me in the direction I'm going in. Is when, you know, when I was first starting out, I didn't really have a style. I knew I loved it. But like, when I saw his work, I was like, that, that is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And he has a studio in California. And the dream is to work for him at his studio because photography is not about a degree. It's not about, it's really, I mean, it is about your skill, but it's not even about your skill. It's about who you know. And yeah, yeah you, I, I, I would, I would make an argument. It's definitely about your skill, but once yes. you have a certain skill, yes. then it's about well, yeah, who exactly. you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at that point, I mean, you need to reach a ceiling and then yeah, like, and once then you're to there, break through, yeah, you need, exactly. Yeah. So I, I 
and just beyond his connections is he's an amazing person. He does amazing work, and I want to be around him. And he has, like, a, an entire group that works with him and for him, and he works with, and I follow all those guys, and, you know, I'm just a huge fan of, like, their work, and, you know, you kind of get a glimpse of their personality. They're just the kind of people that I want to be around. So, I mean, that's where I really want to go. I need to end up in Pismo Beach, California, working for him. That's kind of... That's the dream. That's the mentor that Does I Does he see. know that? I have sent him messages. Okay, this is kind of almost borderline creepy. But I've been working on a letter to him on my Google Docs for like a month. But I won't, I won't start handwriting it until I think it's perfect. And I, like, I, it's, it's like hard for me to send him my work because your portfolio is ever-changing, and I don't want to send him my work and then think that I have a better photograph to send him. Mm -hmm. And that's just fear that's dictating that. It's a terrible reason not to send him my work, and I know that, and I need to get it done. But I, I have contacted him before and like sent him like stuff, but what I really want to do is send him a handwritten letter with my portfolio, like some of my best photographs, you know, saying like my dream is to work with you, like that kind of stuff. So if you had a piece of advice to give to anyone, what would it be? If I could give advice to anyone, anywhere, it would be to seek out passion. And I'm lucky enough to have a lot of things that I'm passionate about that I found pretty early on in my life with photography. We haven't talked about it, but basketball. Before photography, the main thing in my life was basketball. You know, the chalkboard project, I'm very passionate about that. And when you have these things that you're passionate about, it, I mean, number one, you have something to do. And, uh, and two, like, you, I, I feel like I'm, when, whenever I'm doing photography or basketball, like, I'm doing something that matters, and I feel like I'm not thinking about anything else. Like, when I'm doing something that I'm passionate about, like, that's my favorite feeling in the world is like, I'm fully focused on what I'm doing and I love what I'm doing. I think when you find something you're passionate about, that's what happens. So that awesome. would be my advice. Where can people find you on Facebook, Instagram? Like, where can people find you and your work, your artwork? Yeah, uh, so I think if you're looking for my, my best work, uh, period, is my website, samnagan.com. And that's laid out in type of photography I do, and you can go check that out. But if you're work, looking at, like, uh, uh, my thoughts along with my work and, like, a more, like, chronological order of, like, how my stuff was taken, Instagram is a more realistic version of my photography rather than just, like, my portfolio. My website is more of my portfolio, like, what I would show a company. And my Instagram is, like, my photography as it is happening. And what's your handle on Instagram? Sam Nagan. Okay. Everything's just Sam Nagan. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Sam.